0: Welcome to another edition of Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. So happy to be in the studio with you today after a brief absence. This last seven days have been a whirlwind terrifying, exciting, painful, cathartic, so many things, so many things, family. And I'm going to do a future show about what has been going on. You know, last Saturday there was no show because uh, we buried my niece Taylor. I'm going to do a show on grief coming up really, really soon and some special episodes on the podcast. So make sure you're following Miss Wanda's Full Circle Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. I got to tell you this. In the midst of my deep grief, God was so good to allow me an opportunity to host some red carpet interviews for the Super Bowl Soulful Celebration. This is the 25th anniversary. It's on the CBS Television Network and it's streaming on Paramount Plus, hosted by Cedric the Entertainer and Tashina Arnold of CBS's The Neighborhood. And there were honorees, former players, current players Nate Burleson of CBS Mornings, DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills, Marquise Bell of the Dallas Cowboys, CJ Stroud of the Houston Texans. Plus, lots of really good music, performances by Earth, Wind & Fire featuring T-Pain, Kirk Franklin, Mary Mary, Mickey Guyton, Robin Thicke, and the NFL Players Choir. So make sure you check it out tonight. It was an excellent show. I also want to let you know, Full Circle is sponsored by Tapping with Dr. Gigi. Release the distractions in your life that keep you from living an authentic, whole, and complete life. If you're struggling with depression, anxiety, people-pleasing, or destructive behaviors, tapping may be a way to help you embrace self-love and acceptance, so Make sure you visit Tapping with Dr. Gigi today at TappingWithDrGigi.com. And let's make 2024 the year of freedom. Full Circle is also sponsored by Serendipity Innovation. It is a woman-owned technology firm specializing in building technology products that serve and support your business. Now, if you're new to business and you want to build a website, if you want to refresh your website or create an app to better serve your customers, reach out to Serendipity Innovation today. That is serendipityinnovation.com. Help them help you get your business in the forefront. Whew, that was a lot, right? We have got some good stuff. Friends to the show, Dr. Shakonda Rogers, Dr. Malachi Cote, and new friend to the show, Dr. Tamika Jackson, they are representing Holding Space. Now... Let me tell you a little bit about the guest. Dr. Shakonda Rogers is the founder and executive director of Holding Space, and she is friend to the show. she has a Ph.D. in clinical psychology from the University of Tennessee at Knoxville. She has her B.A. from Vanderbilt. She is a California licensed psychologist. We have director of community involvement, Dr. Tamika Jackson. Dr. Tamika has a Ph.D. in counseling psychology from Georgia State University. She's done her postdoctoral fellowship at UC Davis Student Health and Wellness Center. She has her B.A. in communications from Rutgers. She's also a California licensed psychologist and, of course, director of operations and clinical training. Dr. Malachi Cote, you know, you know. It's very few men that can grace the full circle, Mike, but you know, Dr. Malachi is one. He always got a place in the full, in the hearts of full circle. (laughs) Dr. Malachi has his PhD in counseling psychology from the university of Oregon. He did his postdoctoral fellowship at UC Davis cross cultural center. He has his BA in sociology and gender studies from the university of Notre Dame. And he is of course, a California licensed psychologist. Together, they have come together to create holding space. And we're going to talk all about it, family. You know, at the beginning of this year, I said I really wanted to do some shows that helped us to be able to, you know, start the year with our best foot forward. And of course, mental health is at the forefront of that. And so that's why we are doing today's show. Let me stop talking and let our guests come in the studio. Let's get the show started. Good morning to all of you.
1: Good morning.
0: Good
2: morning,
0: Wanda. Good morning. I, you know, I am super excited for this show because you two are two of my favorite guests. Dr. Jackson is becoming, you know, she's getting ready to be on the list as well. (laughs) Um, But you know, mental health is just—it's one of those topics that I like to continue to have shows about because it's a conversation that needs to continually happen. And I think a lot of times we wait until there is an event. That now oh we're focusing on mental health focusing you know you see that in the community you see that in organizations and foundations you just see that on the world but i want to continue to have this conversation of mental health especially for our black and brown folks because yes. it's really important for us to again just stay on top of what that looks like for us so get a brief introduction of you but can you introduce or reintroduce yourselves to the full circle audience and then we'll get started with the conversation
2: Sure. It's so wonderful to be here with you today, Ms. Wanda. Again, thank you for the invitation. Um, My name is Shakanda Rogers. I am a clinical psychologist uh, and I'm the founder and executive director of Holding Space. I have been a psychologist since 2005. I cannot believe I am approaching the 20 year mark of being a psychologist. And I do this work because I love our people. Um, and I want our people to be well, and I want our people to be healthy, healed, and whole. Um, I think it's so important to take the stigma out of mental health, and so um, I am always grateful for opportunities to come and talk about what it means to ask for help. Um, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't convey a sign of weakness, right? Uh, we are here to offer support. We're offer we're here to offer care, um, and. We to make sure that people don't have to walk through difficulty alone so uh, that's why I think we do this work individually as psychologists and why um, holding space I think is a gift to the community to the
0: black community especially yeah thank you thank you dr. Malachi
3: yes hello um, so great to share space again um, and to be here with my colleagues as well mm-hmm. and my friends um, I, my name is Dr. Malachi Kote, and I am the um, Director of Operations at Holding Space. So I do a lot of the, some of the behind the scenes stuff, some organizational work, as well as showing up to um, participate in some of our offerings as well. And I mean, 100% everything that Shakanda said, like what brings us to the work, what brings me to the work as well is a grounding and healing, and especially knowing that there's been a lot of experiences that have been hard. Um, And for us as a community, what does it mean to come together and try to heal it together? Um, And providing, I think, opportunities to also tap into our resilience, to tap into the things that we've known that our ancestors have taught us, that is also our our legacy of um, knowing what to do when things are challenging, knowing what to do um, together to be able to heal together. And I think staying in touch with portions of that legacy is um, a beautiful part of the work and um, the remembrances that Holding Space um, is invested in. So we remember, we remember who we are. We remember the gifts that um, are here for us to experience care and joy. So those are, you know, I think some of the the reasons that we're here and are, are bringing this offering. You know, you said, of I think this is a gift. I'm like, I'm just going to claim it. Like, <laughs> this is a gift. Like, that's what we doing. You know, <laughs> so just to it. say that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> Dr. Jackson, please introduce yourself.
4: Yes. Hi, family. Hi, Miss Wanda. Thank you so much for allowing us space on today's show. I want to start by just saying I am the daughter of Rosemary Flowers Jackson and Reverend Tony Lander Jackson, Sr. I start there because to know them is to know me. To know me is to know them. My parents have instilled in me a strong sense of appreciation for my culture, anchored me in a deep faith and emphasized the importance of service. And so to be here as a part of holding space, as the director of community involvement, feels like a full circle moment. Mm. It feels like it is the culmination, um, or the combination, I should say, of all of these elements that really make me me. Um, I grew up oftentimes looking outside of myself for what it meant to feel worthy, feel whole, uh, and to now be in a space where I know that the medicine is within, and to be able to be that pathway to help others recognize the medicine that resides in them is um, a dream come true and a, a prayer answered, not just for me, but I know of my ancestors.
0: Yeah, I like that. The medicine is within. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we are got we Absolutely. to expand on that one a little bit more. <laughs> I think because I think that's important because a lot of times we don't realize that we have it in us. Absolutely. whatever Whatever strength, we already have it in us. It's just a matter of tapping into that
4: yeah 100 percent.
0: yeah yeah dr rogers you were already practicing you had uh, melanin meets mindfulness what made you want to create holding space so <clears throat> it wasn't really a want
2: oh. um it felt more like a calling to do this work um, because i was thinking about this as i was getting ready for today and i thought what will I say about holding space and how it came to be? And I started thinking about it cognitively in 2018 when I started Melanin Meets Mindfulness. But um, this morning as I was thinking about this interview, I thought holding space actually started on March 10th, 1986. Oh, wow. I was nine years old. And that was the day my parents died. And so when you were talking about the importance of um, creating space to talk about grief, that's what holding space is actually rooted in. It is rooted in two things. It is rooted in grief and it's also rooted in compassionate presence and love. And so I'll tell you a story. So, Suddenly, unexpectedly, my parents passed away. I was living in Atlanta at the time, and my grandmother, who lived in Alabama, showed up and said, You're gonna live with me now.
1: Mm.
2: And she made a promise to me. She made a promise. She said, Shakanda, you are gonna have a beautiful childhood. Mm. Mm. I didn't yeah. know what that meant at the time. Um, I just knew that she was going to take care of me, and she had always been one of my favorite human beings in the world, anyway. So I thought to be able to live with like the person who loves me so deeply, what a gift, right? And it was her love that created the space for me to heal. She um, loved me unconditionally. She poured everything she had into me. She offered such compassion, such care, such tenderness, such wisdom, um, firm limits, (laughs) but always with love. Everything she did was laced with love. no judgment, no shame, like none of those things. Um, And I wouldn't be where I am today without her and what she gave me, the gift of compassionate presence and just letting it all be, all of the pieces that come with the healing process, right? The painful parts, the joyful parts, the lessons learned, right? The wisdom that comes, the mistakes one makes, starting over again, um, and just bearing witness to it all. And so um, because of what she gave me, what she instilled in me, what she created for me, um, I just felt like this is such an incredible gift that she gave me. It would be a disservice to what she gave me and a disservice to the memory of my parents to keep this medicine to myself.
1: Mm.
2: And so for me, holding space is really about extending the gifts that my grandmother gave me, and really um, sharing this love offering with the black community. And what I wanted to do is blend two things, blend all of this um, life experience that I had, blend it with my training as a psychologist, and then blend it with all of the things that I have tapped into excuse me, on my healing journey. So psychotherapy, right, yoga, meditation, acupuncture, um, following naturopathic remedies for, you know, whatever comes up for me, and bringing that all together in one place so that my community, the black community, can have access to all of these forms of care in order to be well. And so Mm. holding space is really about love, care, honoring people's worth in humanity. It's also about um, triumphing over trauma Um, and being able to say, I have healed, we have healed, healing is possible. And these are some pathways for you to be able to access it. Yeah. So that's the broader story of um, holding space. So, I, you know, when I think about what made me do it, it's been a call on my life since before I was even fully aware of it. Um, And now it also feels just sort of like a call from the ancestors, too. Um, Malachi was talking about um, honoring our ancestral wisdom um, that is a firm part of, a firm component of what we offer, right? That what we do is rooted in culturally affirming care and practices um, that are within us that maybe we don't remember, Mm -hmm. right? But this is the practice of remembering is also how we heal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful backstory to holding space, and you know, it's true that when we're called to do something, we can't run from it. Right? It's just in. I have tried. (laughs) I have tried. (laughs) I can't. You're no. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just in you, and you can't run from it no matter what you try to do, but you know that it's it's a, it's a bigger than you.
2: Absolutely. It's
0: bigger than you. Yes. Yeah.
2: I yeah. say that all the time. I say it's not about me. It's not about us. It's about liberation mm-hmm. for our people, yeah. right? And if we can keep our hearts centered mm-hmm. on that piece, that's what allows us to do the work. That's what allows us to carve out these pathways of healing for um, folks who come to our offerings because it is, it's so
0: much bigger. Yeah. Yeah. We're just vessels. Right, right. Dr. Jackson, why was it important for you to join in this, this, I'll say mission for lack of a better term?
4: Yeah, again, um, I don't believe in coincidences. Mm -hmm. I believe that everything happens by divine design. And I'll tell you a little story. I remember uh, meeting Shikanda. Shikanda and I share a connection that feels like it goes beyond the years I've actually known her. It just feels like it's always been there. And I would distinctly remember we were sitting at a Mexican restaurant, first time we met for lunch, and we were just sharing. And we were almost finishing one other sentences about some of the um, aspects of, of work that we wanted, that we were feeling called to. And I used check saying, do you feel that? Do you feel like mm. something's happening here? there's this there's this movement. there's and we were both talking a lot about care and love that we wanted to pour into black women specifically. And so to be here now, like from this conversation where we were both sensing something, but we couldn't we couldn't name it, but we could sense it and to now be able to know that was the spirit of holding space. Mm. and that this was something like Shakanda said was was born in her and to know that by design God placed me on this pathway, I also don't feel like it was a choice.
2: Yeah.
4: I feel like it was very much a just a divine assignment. Mm-hmm. And um, and being here in this work, like I said, it feels full circle. Uh, you know, I've always known that I've had a passion for working with our people specifically, but often worked in systems that required me to, you know, we'll, we'll shift it a little bit, or, yeah. you know, you just have to kind of do all these <laughs> uh sometimes spiritual gymnastics and you start to feel like i'm feeling inauthentic in the work Mm -hmm. you know and so to be able to be in holding space and not just provide a healing space for our people but it's healing for us Mm -hmm. to be able to show up as us unapologetically doing it in a way that we know is rooted in um african centeredness is rooted in um things that align with who we are as a
0: people yeah.
4: Um, it felt like something that I couldn't have imagined prior to now, uh, but I'm so grateful that I'm here.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That connection—I've experienced that with with people before, where it's like you know that you were meant to be in each other's mm-hmm. lives for yes. some reason, and 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 watching it unfold to see yes. what that turns out to be—it's a beautiful thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and Absolutely. you're right. You're right. I don't believe in coincidences either. So everything happens. It's supposed to happen. And there's little nuggets of wisdom that we're supposed to learn from those things. That's just my my opinion. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Malachi, what made you why is this so important for you to be involved in this work?
3: Yeah, well, I'll tell you a little, everybody's, talking about, I I everybody's <laughs> talking about the journey. I know, everybody's talking about the journey. So the story was, here I was, sitting in my office, um, in which we all were, um, had offices in the same building at the time, several years ago, and here I was, seeing people hour after hour after hour, and... Um, One day, Tamika came up and was like, because we check in with each other sometimes when there might be a little bit of a break, and um, she was telling me about, um, because I think I had just seen you, Shikanda, like downstairs, Mm -hmm. or been like, hey, or you were doing Melanin Meets Mindfulness some days, and Mm -hmm. I was in my office, (laughs) and I was in my office (laughs) still, right? Um, And you were preparing, and you had your, um, you had these beautiful fabrics that were out, and your candles that were out, and you were having your preparations. um, And I was like, just kind of sneaking over (laughs) and looking in and and seeing the sacred space that you're putting together. So that was one thing. I got a little peek with the Melanin Meets Mindfulness. Um, But then Tamika was like, so, you know, Shikanda has been talking about um, this idea and um, they, y'all knew that I was like trying to make a shift from therapy just hour after hour individual work um, and I um, was interested in doing more uh, evaluation work, research work like um, using um, my organizational development kind of lens that I have and um, Tamika was like, okay, so let's have a conversation <laughs> and like like sit down and, hear this idea, you know, that um, Shikanda had. And I was like, so we sat down and we had the meeting and Shikanda was talking about her ideas, the vision of holding space had already had these really beautiful, um, you have like this aesthetic sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she had these slides and stuff that was already prepared. And I was like, oh yes. okay like what do you what do you need like how can I be helpful um that was kind of the the initial beginnings of this um what kind of how could I use like my skills and my talents to be able to help support it Mm -hmm. um and of course because the mission y'all if you haven't been to the website we um we are Mm holdingspace.org um yes I did say it go there (laughs) um (laughs) the mission i mean how could you not say yes to our (laughs) to the mission how could you not say yes to resilient black people moving through the world from a place of our purpose Mm -hmm. so i mean if somebody had come up to me and said hey hey y'all you want to be a part of something like this yes (laughs) thank you very much yes so it's a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the the other bit of this. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. And I just, but you know what, Shakanda? because I I never told you about that. The um, the you know taking a peek with the melanin meets mindfulness. because I'd always um send people Shikanda's way with with the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, well, there's so much intentionality and like mm-hmm. there's so much um, care and investment and so much. Um, really thinking about what will be lovely for us you know i think that's a that's a piece that i've continued to notice is like what will be nourishing for us Mm -hmm. what will be lovely for us Mm -hmm. the things that we deserve to have yeah um as people um and wanting to be able to create those spaces so we can absolutely receive Mm -hmm. all of the things that we deserve Mm -hmm. and have that we have to create it for ourselves. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. We have to create it for mm-hmm. ourselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, again, everything comes together how it's supposed to, when it's supposed to, and you three being in the same office space was no coincidence. Like, all of it nope. was just... you know being orchestrated Mm -hmm. and at the right time Mm -hmm. it all came together Mm -hmm. we're going to take a quick break family please stay tuned for more conversation with dr Shakonda rogers dr tamika jackson and dr malachi kote from holding space go to their website dr malachi told you we are (laughs) holdingspace.org we'll be right back after this it's full
5: circle If you have something to add to the conversation, drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. Full Circle
0: is sponsored by Serendipity Innovation, a woman-owned technology firm specializing in building technology products that serve and support your health, wealth, and business. If you're new in business, want to refresh your website? or create an app to better serve your customers, reach out to Serendipity Innovation today. Serendipity Innovation is more than just a boutique agency. They are a heart-centered team dedicated to transforming lives through the power of technology, engineering, and emotional well-being. Tell them you heard it on Full Circle for a free consultation. Start the year off right. Get your business in the forefront with Serendipity Innovation. Visit their website at serendipityinnovation.com. That's serendipityinnovation.com.
5: Now that we've done that, let's get back to this. Full circle with Miss Wanda.
0: We're back, family. Thank you so much for staying with the program. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. Having a wonderful conversation with my guests from Holding Space. Don't forget to visit their website, weareholdingspace.org, and follow them on social media at weareholdingspace underscore sac. On Instagram, Dr. Shikanda Rogers, founder um, Dr. Malachi, and Dr. Tamika Jackson are um, part of the senior leadership team. They are all practitioners, all on a mission to serve The Black community better, one body, one life, one mind, body, and spirit at a time. So, on the website, it mentions having this heart centered, liberation focused approach. Can you talk about what that means or what that looks like? You know, as Black people, we carry so much pain
4: as we move through this world, right? And that pain can often come from things that we've experienced directly in terms of racial trauma but it also gets passed down generationally. And so sometimes the pain that we carry, we're not even aware you know, of, of where it stems from, but we know that it, it goes deep. And so because of that, we often move through the world with a lot of hypervigilance, very guarded, having to arm ourselves constantly, not knowing when the next assault might come. And so knowing that for generations we've carried this, it's important for us to come with a heart-centered approach, which means allowing our hearts to find a soft place to land. So we do heart opening practices that teach um, our people how to meet themselves with a sense of tenderness, with a sense of gentleness, and to nurture ourselves with self-compassion. It's not something we get from the world. And so to be able to do that for ourselves, it just helps the heart to land into a greater place of ease, knowing that it's constantly in this place of defense. Um, And the liberation approach is really focusing on defying the lies of inferiority, right? We, We have internalized so much oppression, directly, indirectly, and so we make it a point to really help defy those lies. One of the things that we do in Holding Space is we start every offering with a recitation of the seven sacred remembrances. And these are seven remembrances um, that we want our people to know. This is the truth of who you are. Like when I said earlier, we are the medicine, part of that medicine is knowing who you truly are. And so I wanted just, I can read you a couple of those. Um, I am worthy of love, respect, and tenderness. I celebrate my blackness as a source of pride, strength, and beauty. I am the embodiment of resilience and ancestral wisdom. I am an ancestor in training, leaving a legacy of truth, strength and empowerment. I am the author of my own narrative, reclaiming and rewriting the stories that have been told about black people. I release all internalized negativity and embrace my true limitless potential. I engage in healing practices to bring liberation to my soul, those of my ancestors, and to my descendants. I have everything within me to heal. We are the medicine. I said I was just going to read a few,
1: but I was like, these are just that's too like, good. I need to read all like, I was all
3: like, all seven. Seven. That's, that's seven. That's <laughs> seven. All good.
1: All
3: good. not anything out.
4: But we make it a point. That's, there's, we, we move with a lot of intentionality and holding space. And so we do a call and response between ourselves and our community yeah. to just touch into that truth and to empower Black people to truly embrace their inherent worthiness. And what's beautiful is that we know that as we are striving for this liberatory approach, it's not just liberating us in the present moment, but it's liberating our ancestors. We are healing lineages forward and backward. So as I heal, my ancestors heal. As I heal, my descendants also are in the process of healing.
0: That's so good. I, I love those seven remembrances. One of those hit me specifically, and I'll go back to that in just a moment. But to be able to start to recognize that we carry the, the, the trauma of our ancestry and in, in mm-hmm. all of the things that have happened to us as a as a community, as a culture, um, how do we tap into that though, to start to heal that work? I mean, you know, to, to do the work to start to heal. Mm-hmm. How do we tap into that?
2: I think that part of how we heal begins with the practice of stillness. Um, Because if we're so busy, we can't access what's alive for us, right? And so we have to get still. We have to get quiet. We have to get reflective. And then we ask the question, what's present? What's, what's alive for us? And generational trauma shows up in different ways for all of us, right? Whereas one person may struggle with hopelessness and despair. Another person may struggle with anger and rage. Another person may struggle with fear and angst uh, and overwhelm. And so I think you have to get quiet enough to figure out what it is that's coursing through your veins right and what's been passed down through your lineage so i think there's stillness first a recognition of what's there honoring it right creating space for it to exist i think we spend a lot of time trying to push it away push it out of our awareness push it out of existence and it's really just i don't want to say wasted energy but just because we try to push it away doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It still yeah. it still lives and mm-hmm. breathes in us. I say our, our issues are in our tissues, right? And so getting a clear sense of what it is, honoring it, and then tending to it with these kinds of heart-centered practices. Yeah. Like it all gets to be here, right? Honoring that sadness, honoring the angst, honoring the fear or the anger. Because it's it's there for a reason. It can be a teacher. And so that's another question you can ask. What are you here to teach me? What is the wisdom yeah. in this? So I think that's how we begin to heal it. And as we engage in these practices where we call in our ancestors, right? I mean, what's beautiful right now is that we have agency to take care of ourselves in a way our ancestors did not, mm-hmm. right? They were not yeah. given the time or the space. They didn't have agency over their own bodies, yeah. right? And so the fact that we're able to engage in all of these practices to heal our minds, bodies and hearts, we're offering that healing to them. Yeah. And we're creating new pathways of healing for our descendants. Right, just as generational trauma can be passed down through our lineage, so can healing, yeah. right? Yeah. And we are, you know, at that inflection point where we can really change the trajectory for our lineage and for our communities more broadly. So as Tamika was talking about healing in both directions, we're also healing the community because as each one of us heals, then it just ripples out to each person that we touch mm-hmm. and yeah. that we interface with. And so, I, I was about to say, I think Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it out. <laughs> this is a movement. Yeah, this yeah. this yeah. is a movement right. we're yeah. creating. Right. A movement for healing Yeah, and restoration.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you wanna say something? Yeah, too, and I, I appreciate that. It's like, um, it's the complexities of our lived experience as black people. And I think that uh, what I really like about holding space too is the diverse pathways of healing. So even the way to get to stillness, you know, because mm-hmm. I think sometimes for folks um, sitting down in meditation and people can access that and they've practiced it and it's and it's it's a, a great way. Sometimes people need to walk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and get to stillness. Sometimes people are in the gym, you know, in order mm-hmm. to, then start to be able to settle. Sometimes people dance and Mm -hmm. then, you know, can then slow down and feel within the body and come back to a place of rest, stillness, um, exploration within self. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one of the things that I like really appreciate about holding space too, is like there's the, the offerings are broad enough and the healing pathways are broad enough to include, Like you're saying, Shikanda, it's like all of our different um, experiences, also certain elements of the medicine, we have to find what that is. Absolutely. And so I think that's the piece of um, where the offerings are. Yeah. So like for me, to get to stillness, it's like, I got to move my body. I got to, like, I can't... I can't just sit because then I'm like my mind and how how my, how my mind is and works. There has to be another entryway mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's that's another thing that I I um, was reflecting on from what you're talking about, and it's like with holding space. What's so cool is that it's they're offering so you get a you get like a sample you know it's kind of yep. like a menu yep. in ways it's like ah do I like that okay <laughs> let me get a little of that and uh-huh. let me get a little of this and I'm like I don't know about this part but yeah. I like this part yeah. you know and so you can learn your own unique way of healing yeah that um calls to you yes you know
1: Yes. yeah Yeah.
0: Dr. Malachi, you made a really good point when it comes to stillness. I think a lot of people struggle with identifying what that means for them. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. And so hearing you say I I think people sometimes think stillness is just that it's I have to sit and be quiet and can't do. I have to try and turn Mm -hmm. my brain off and it's hard for me to do. But it's getting to that. What's the catalyst that gets you there? For me, it is walking. For me, it is music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, it is journaling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That helps me to start to quiet my mind yes. down, and then I can get to a place where I yes. can identify right. what's happening inside yes. or whatever. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Bell Hooks said, uh, "The way is one; the paths are many." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, there are tons of entry points, and what we want to offer is access to any and or all of those pathways for you to find what works for you. And the other thing is that we're equipping people with lots of tools. So what works for you in this season Mm -hmm. might not necessarily (laughs) work for you in the next season, right? And so the good news is that if you have a vast array of tools that you have access to, then you can pull from any, any of those when you need them,
1: mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
2: And so, again, it's about um, consistently practicing all of these things, whether it's movement, whether it's journaling, whether it's art, whether it's sound healing, mm-hmm. whether it's sitting still, whether it's walking. There are so many ways to heal, and there's no right way mm-hmm. to do it, right? Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You just figure out what is most supportive for me in this moment. Yeah. What does the body need? What does the mind need? What does yeah. the heart need? Oh, you need movement today? Okay. You need to be in the garden today? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You need to turn off all electronics? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They all work together.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, They all work together for our
0: highest good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And another key point that you said, uh, Dr. Shikanda, was in the moment. I think a lot of times we get overwhelmed because we're trying to take in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I learned this just in in what's happened in the last month with my family. When people Mm -hmm. say, how are you when it comes to, you know, my niece's passing. Yes. I've learned to say in this moment, I'm fine. Like, or yes. in this moment, I'm this yeah. Yes. and not go, Oh, I'm fine. Or what? Cause first of all, that's not true. Right. And secondly, right. I can only tell you about what I'm feeling right now. Right now. I can't speak for anything Absolutely. else because in the next moment, just like I shared with you guys off air, I did this whole red carpet thing and I did a speaking event and all these things. But when I got on the plane yesterday, I was a wreck, mm-hmm. yes. right? Back mm-hmm. to thoughts of my niece and all of the things and mm-hmm. how she would have loved being in that, in that environment. So, in that moment i wasn't good but in the moments leading up to it Mm -hmm. i I was able to be okay but i can only speak to what's happening in this current moment yes yeah right and i think that's important yes yeah
4: absolutely
0: dr jack and i think okay go ahead i was gonna
4: say i think that you know when you equip people with these tools um sometimes like you you know miss wanda when you said i fell apart you know when i got on the plane Sometimes that can feel really scary because it can feel like that moment is just going to be so all encompassing and I'm not gonna be able to find my feet again. I think that's one reason why people stay away from going into the feeling because I feel like it may overwhelm me. Mm -hmm. But with these tools that we're providing, we're teaching people that you can go there with the feelings and you will find your breath again. And here are different ways that you can do this you know, and finding ways to ground yourself again. Mm -hmm. So I think it allows people to hold both uh, more effectively.
0: So someone's listening to this conversation right now, and they're still curious, like, what What can I do? How can I participate in holding space? What can you offer to the community in terms of trying to find this way to healing?
2: <clears throat> I pause because the dream is huge.
1: <laughs> the dream is big.
2: Yes. And I'm trying to narrow it down. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, you know how I was saying that uh, this has been a call that's been, you know, present for a long time. We just launched in April Mm -hmm. Uh of last year, so (laughs) we're still really, really new in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what we're doing right now, because we're so new, we are hosting community offerings. Um, We actually have one coming up next Saturday um, that I'm really excited about, but For now, the way that you get connected to Holding Spaces by going to the website, um, following us on social media, and then finding out when our offerings are. So we have, so far, we have one planned for um, this next weekend, uh, one in April, one for Juneteenth, and so we'll be doing these Mm -hmm. periodically um, during the course of 2024. The goal -hmm. is to create, I call it a sanctuary a refuge, um, a space where black people can come and access any of these practices that we're doing mm-hmm. on a community offering basis individually, right? So I envision a space where someone can walk in the door and maybe down one hallway is, um, you know, a bunch of mental health practitioners and down another hallway are our bodywork practitioners. So acupuncture, massage, all the... Th- of those things and then down another hallway is maybe the group room where you can go to a yoga class or a meditation class or learn walking meditation or take an African dance Mm -hmm. class Um, Mm. so that is the larger vision that we're working toward I'm gonna stop saying I think we are working toward Mm -hmm. that yes as it stands you can join us for our community offerings
1: yeah
0: yeah as you were saying that i can actually envision that can i can you? see myself mm-hmm. yes. Yes. i yes. Saw myself walking in yes. the door and with my yoga mat under my arm <laughs> yes,
2: Wanda. yes. And,
0: and going to uh you know these i can see it in my mind yes so yes just keep keep that vision alive because i think it's come it's coming mm-hmm. and it's so needed I think so. Absolutely. I said it. I said, I think so. Okay. It is needed. Mm Yes. Yes. How can we support that dream? How can we support holding space? How can we help make that, you know, bring it closer to fruition?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I think our collective energy and this is on our website, our collective energy where we dream a world where black minds, hearts, and bodies are free, I think if we're all doing that together, it can't help but come to fruition. It's already done, right? right? It's just a matter of when and how. Mm -hmm. So that's the energetic piece. The other piece is that we need funding. For yeah. This. Um, yes. One of the things that I say all the time about holding space is that Black people who are working to heal should not have to pay to heal mm-hmm. the trauma that was right. inflicted upon right. us. Right.
3: Right, right amen yeah right.
2: like why should we have to pay to heal ourselves <laughs> right, for right. something that we didn't create
1: right yeah
2: <laughs> which is why holding space is formed as a non mm-hmm. to make it accessible for people who need care but may not otherwise be able to afford it
1: yeah
2: we all know how expensive it can be to access some of these wellness services. Yeah. And that can be a barrier to healing for those yeah. who are most vulnerable. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: And so that's why Holding Space is a nonprofit, but in order to make the services accessible, we're gonna need a lot of funding right. <laughs> yeah. to hire the staff, to create the space mm-hmm. so that black people can show up as they are, where they are, how they are so they can heal. So that's that's the main piece, um, I think. I keep saying that word. I'm going to work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so funding is um, what we need most support around, mm-hmm. and no uh, amount of support is too small. Uh, for example, last year, Um, We participated in the Big Day of Giving for the very first time, which I was so excited Mm -hmm. about. And I believe at the time, the smallest amount you could donate was maybe $15 Mm -hmm. to um, any nonprofit of your choosing. I think they've actually lowered it this year Mm. to, I can't, don't quote me, it's either $5 or $10, Mm. just to make it even more accessible for folks. And so... Every little bit counts. Um, Last year, it was our first time participating, and we raised $18,000 on the big day of giving, which we have been able to use toward our offerings Mm -hmm. and our programming. And so Mm -hmm. that's how people can support. um, Show up to the offerings. (laughs) Let us know what you need. Mm -hmm. Right? We have ideas about what we think would be helpful, but we're building this for the community so the community you know, gets to say, we need this. Oh, we don't like that. Give us a little bit more of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's going to take input. It's going to take funding. It's going to take showing up. It's going to take prayer. It's going to take sending us, you know, warm thoughts, uh, spreading the word, telling people about what we're doing. Um, Miss Wanda, thank you for this opportunity. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. To come here and give voice to what we're doing i mean this platform is incredible so thank you for supporting us and being able to share our hearts with the community
1: yeah yeah
2: do y'all have any yeah other things
4: i would yeah i would um agree with everything you said shakanda but also You know we are a small team at this point we are a team of three (laughs) and so we uh we in 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 doing our offerings we partner with um community practitioners wellness practitioners Mm -hmm. who are aligned with our vision our mission our values and so we are constantly looking for new folks in the community who Mm -hmm. um who share the same goal of liberating us as a people. And so if you are a community provider and you have a desire to partner with us, uh, there is a space on our website where you're able to you know, submit an inquiry and we have a process by which we can just talk and, and see if there feels like there's some alignment. But that's definitely another way that you all can help us as a community. And then also just collaborating with organizations that are already doing mm-hmm. this work
1: yeah right.
4: mm-hmm. um, you know this is about community building there's space for all of us and when we come together to join force forces uh, you know what results is even bigger so that's another way that the community will be able to help us out
0: mm-hmm. yeah I, I know I've seen your a couple of your events um, your community offerings posted and they fill up very quickly so yes. I know you do have a following, mm-hmm. um, and this one I'm sure is probably no different. Your Black History Month day-long retreat, Remembrance recla- Reclamation and Restoration that's happening next Saturday, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, from 10 to 4. Talk a little bit about that, and what can people expect that either plan to attend or that will attend?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People can
2: expect all three of those things that are listed in the title, Remembrance, Reclamation, and Restoration. Um, We, uh, Tamika Malachi, and I took a trip to the Bay Area in December, and we were just talking about holding space, and we were talking about the practices that we offer and how many of them are rooted in African-centered traditions. And so, remembrance is about remembering these practices that we were taken from. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's about remembering our ancestors. It's about those who have uh, blazed a trail for us to walk toward liberation. Uh, It is about not forgetting, right? There is this, um, the idea of Sankofa, Mm -hmm. which is looking back. Right, and taking that wisdom and bringing it with us into the present—that's what remembrance is about. Reclamation is about reclaiming our inherent worthiness, right? Reclaiming our, <clears throat> reclaiming our ability to be well and healed and whole, um, reclaiming our connection to each other, reclaiming our connection to ourselves. And then restoration, when we were talking about the importance of healing, restoring the mind, restoring the mind, I said that twice, restoring the mind, the body and the heart, Right, healing all parts of ourselves. And so we will do this through a variety of practices. There will be African dance, there will be African drumming, there will be some meditation, um, we're going to talk about black joy. There's going to be storytelling. There's going to be community mm-hmm. sharing. We're going to have a soul food lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be all of those things. And, you know, moments where people can take some time and see what's present for themselves, too. So I, I think it's going to be a day of um, togetherness, community. And healing, uh, one of the things we say all the time is that culture and community are medicine. Mm-hmm. And so we're
0: trying to bring all of those things together anytime we gather. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyone else want to talk about this event coming up on Saturday?
4: I am so excited about this event because every time we have an event, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because although we are doing the offering, We're also receiving in the process. (laughs) And so I've heard someone say before, like, I don't just want to pour, but I want to drink as I pour. Mm, And knowing that that happens in just this beautiful exchange um, has me almost giddy um, in anticipation (laughs) of this event. It feels like what we offer essentially is a hope coming for people, an opportunity Mm. to come home to your heart, come home to your community. Um, And I also want to add that while it is beautiful to be in fellowship with one another, and we know that there's a lot of medicine there, we also invite people to come and be in a place of noble silence if that's what they need. So if they are needing to move through the space and just be a little bit more uh, introspective the whole time and not wanting to engage with people, like there is a way that you can identify yourself in that way, just so that, I just wanted people to know, that you don't have to come and feel like you have to use all this extroverted energy. If there's a part of you that needs a little bit more of a place of sol- a solitude, but still being in community, that is welcomed as well.
0: Thank
2: you for that. Um, oh, can I just add one thing? Yeah. When you were talking about noble silence and people um, you know, taking some space for themselves, the other thing we invite people to do is bring a blanket, bring a pillow. So we're Mm -hmm. also trying to create an opportunity for people to rest. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Yes. We want people to rest. So there will be dancing and all of the other things, but also we know our people are tired, tired, Mm -hmm. tired, exhausted, overwhelmed, and just needing a space to lay their burdens down right and lay themselves down and so if you need that for your healing
0: that's also available yeah Yeah. oh that's beautiful family you can register at Eventbrite it is the Black History Month day long retreat remembrance reclamation and restoration it is happening next Saturday from 10 to 4 register on Eventbrite you do not want to miss this space to be able just to you know, be present with yourself and give yourself what you need, whatever that looks like for you, whatever it looks like. We're going to take another break. Family. When we come back more conversation with holding space, this is full circle. We'll be right back after this.
5: Like and share our Facebook page at full circle. 97.5. Full
0: circle is sponsored by tapping with Dr. Gigi release the distractions in your life that keep you from living an authentic, whole and complete life. If you're struggling with depression, anxiety, people pleasing or destructive behaviors, tapping with Dr. Gigi can help you embrace self love and acceptance to feel better about your life and improve your life beyond your wildest dreams. Tapping or emotional freedom technique has been practiced for thousands of years and is a simple yet powerful technique that can be practiced anywhere. Start your transformational journey today with tapping with Dr. Gigi. Family, let's make 2024 the year of freedom with Tapping with Dr. Gigi. Visit tappingwithdrgigi.com for your complimentary consultation. This is
5: Dr. Gigi, founder of Tapping with Dr. Gigi. Did you know emotional freedom techniques, also known as tapping, is a holistic approach that involves the gentle tapping on specific energy channels to address the emotional and psychological issues affecting balance and well being? You can use emotional freedom techniques before a difficult conversation or presentation to give you the calm and confidence to effectively deliver your message. I can help. Discover how tapping can transform your life. Visit tappingwithdrgg.com today. That's tappingwithdrgg.com. And we're back with Miss Wanda, life coach, motivational speaker, and... Friend sisters everywhere. This is full circle.
0: Back family, thank you so much for staying with the program. This is full circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda, having a wonderful conversation with guests, friend to the show, Dr. Tamika Jackson, Dr. Malachi Cote, and Dr. Shakonda Rogers. They are holding space for us as a black community to heal. And I just wanted to read this from their website. Um, the mission of Holding Space is to improve the emotional health and well-being of people of African descent by providing a wide range of services that are holistic, culturally competent, trauma-informed, and strength-based. And I, and I wanted to read that because I want you to understand that they provide a, a, a variety of modalities to help us get to healing. And they provide tools or help us find the tools that we need to navigate this world and, 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 and the spaces that we're in. And I wanted to ask about what can we do or what tips can you provide us in this moment in regards to experiencing anti-blackness? It feels like, I mean, we've always known that it exists, right? It's, we've all experienced it in some form or another, but it feels like it's heightening. And I feel like, especially in this election year, um, that as things progress towards November and voting, things are going to get, I feel like it's going to get really ugly in terms of anti-blackness and, and just a bunch of just craziness that will be out in the world. But what tips can you give us to start to guard ourselves um, as we navigate through these spaces, especially over mm-hmm. the next you know, nine months or what, what have you?
3: yeah um it reminds me of this um this mantra that i come back to and i would sing it maybe i will a little bit it it, it goes um my roots reach deeply i am connected to the core of me my roots reach deeply I am connected to the core of me. We have to come back to the roots of who we are. Yeah. You know, I was um, I don't know if y'all were um, the storms that happened last week Mm -hmm. and um, the wind was blowing 60 miles an hour. Things was blowing everywhere. Um, It was a mess. The rain. and you know, I spent a good deal of time watching this, um, this tree in my front yard. And what I noticed about this tree in my front yard was how flexible it was in its movements as this storm was going around it. Mm. And I had never seen it move in the ways that it was moving. I had never seen it alive in the ways that it was lived. And I'd never seen it um, uh, making the connection between its rootedness and its ability to be able to sway in light of all of the things going on around. And I feel like I take that lesson um, and I think it applies to us. We gotta be rooted. And if we're rooted within, within self, within community, I think the ways in which we can also, how we get rooted is by testifying, having conversations together, um, acknowledging the fullness of impacts. And I think it's also not forgetting like our abilities to be flexible. This is the lineage of resilience that comes up with this. So it's not forgetting that community conversation, it's not forgetting the opportunity to it's like be open to the um, our connectedness with the deeper knowing of self. Um, I think it's turning towards those elements of supports that exist now. And if you don't have them, mm-hmm. we got to start developing them. Yeah. And I think that's the piece with holding space mm-hmm. or participating with other organizations or um, communities that can help to hold and support through what we know is gonna be a tumultuous time. Mm -hmm. Because when the roots are deep and you're connected and there's flexibility and there's, um, we'll move through the storm. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the thing, we already know that. We've already survived a lot, we're here. Mm -hmm. So I think that in and of itself, knowing that we're here, um, knowing that our ancestors have also um, given us and provided us that we have to come back to that, and we yeah. can't forget that. You you can't get caught up in I think some of the um, certain types of mm, the misnomers, <laughs> the lies the lies of inferiority, mm-hmm. the sometimes the baiting that happens mm-hmm. in these processes. Yeah, to come on back, come on back home, and that's what Tamika was talking about with homecoming. Um, that's what we're talking about with making space to receive care and um being in a community of care so we can move flexibly through what will be the storm. Mm-hmm. Um so those are a few of my thoughts. But I, I you know, I want Yeah, Yeah. well, when
2: you were talking about um, rooting down, it reminded me of something that Dr. Shelley talks about, who is a a black psychologist that we deeply admire. Um, She talks about rooting down to rise up. Mm. Right. And so as you root down into these practices, it allows you to stand and it allows you to rise even in the face of, microaggressions, or overt hostility, or what you might see playing out on the news, right? It's about being able to stand firm and also be nimble (laughs) in the face of whatever we might encounter. So that's one piece. The other thing um, that I'd like to just add to what Malachi was saying is that the practices of rooting are so important to engage in when you're not in crisis.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now. yeah.
2: Oh. Start today. <laughs> <laughs> it is, <clears throat> it is so hard sometimes to access these tools mm-hmm. when we are emotionally hijacked, right? Or yeah. when we um, have experienced some kind of trauma that we're reeling from. So when you are When you're not in crisis and you're practicing these tools now, it will be so much easier to reach for them during a moment of overwhelm. And so that's the other thing that I think is really important to talk about is that, you know, while we are doing these offerings every few months, Mm -hmm. the practice of healing and well-being is an everyday thing. Right. Just as you wake up every day and, you know, you drink water and you eat every day, you also have to engage in these healing practices and whatever it, whatever works for you. And it doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, a 30 minute meditation <laughs> sit. Right. Maybe it's breathing at the red light or breathing while you're at Target or journaling for five minutes. Right. Or walking around the block on Mm -hmm. your lunch break so it's about doing these practices all the time so that when you need them you have access to them
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah
4: i wanted to just add two things i agree with everything you said and malachi i love that song by the way that was Mm -hmm. beautiful yeah so beautiful um just the idea of rest you know Mm -hmm. i think that rest oftentimes is seen as something that is lazy or something that we do because we're so run down but to be proactive in creating space for rest and to see that as a form of resistance you know resistance to white supremacy resistance to this grind culture Um, and also just to me i feel like i think shakanda was saying earlier that our ancestors didn't get to rest Mm -hmm. there wasn't space Mm -hmm. for that Um, And so for me, when I do that, I'm knowing that it helps me to not think of this as something that's selfish, but something that's generative, not just to me, but to all those that came before Mm -hmm. me that weren't able to do that. So Mm -hmm. um, I think definitely want to add in the piece around rest Mm -hmm. and also wanted to just on a more practical level, I know that we are so plugged into our devices these Mm -hmm. days and constantly on social media, and we are taking in so much in terms of uh, just traumatic mm-hmm. material, yeah. you know? And, and, there's, and it's not like you can even control what's coming. You may be having a really good day and you stumble upon, you know, a video yeah. of um, a black man who's, who's being killed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so really wanting to be mindful of limiting social media, especially when you know you're in places that feel tender. So putting some boundaries around that, I think is really important as a practical tool Uh, for guarding ourselves against
0: anti-blackness that is an excellent point of just you know I feel like sometimes people think that they have an obligation to share everything on social media or to be on social media or to consume or to share things I never understood how people share some videos like for like you know, going back to George Floyd or Ahmaud Mm -hmm. Arbery, Mm -hmm. where it was just Mm -hmm. there on your phone. And I don't understand why, and people were sharing it. Mm -hmm. And I understand the context of needing to know what's happening in the world. Right, needing to know what's happening in spaces that are anti-black or things that are affecting us. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, feeling the need to continue to share this thing and you're on your phone and you're scrolling and you're looking at someone's vacation pictures and all of a sudden it's like right right there in your face. And it Mm triggers, it could be so triggering. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's that's Mm -hmm. an excellent, excellent point. I also wanna go back to the rest. I don't think we sometimes as people understand what rest does for our body. Mm Mm-hmm. I like how you said, Dr. Jackson, how sometimes it may be perceived as being lazy, but it's so much more, it's restorative.
1: Yes. And yes. I don't think
0: people understand yes. how restorative, like your body regenerates, it restores <laughs> itself, it's healed. Why why do you think that when we're sick, our, we want to sleep? Because yes. our body wants right. to heal itself. Yes. And so I think another thing is understanding what rest is, not just the sleep part, but rest from the everyday activity if Mm -hmm. i'm just sitting being still on my porch or Mm -hmm. whatever that's a form of rest to me it may not be me closing my eyes and going to sleep but it's rest from all of the chatter and things that are out in the world yes are coming at me yes so i want i just wanted to kind of piggyback on that Mm -hmm. as well
1: yeah Yeah,
0: and if i could just share a a, a, um a
4: resource miss wanda as you talked about how rest isn't just sleeping because i do think that that's what we often associate rest with. Mm -hmm. And there is um, a powerful TED talk called Seven Types of Rest by Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, where she talks about how rest is not just sleep, but that there are emotional forms of rest, social forms of rest, sensory forms Mm -hmm. of rest. And depending on where you are utilizing most of your energy gives you a sense of what type of rest you need. So it definitely Mm -hmm. would Offer that as a resource. Uh, There's a TED Talk and also a book that she has that goes deeper Mm -hmm. into these different facets of rest.
0: Nice. I like. I'm. I wrote that. I will be watching that today (laughs) when I get home to start to just kind of help myself get in because that that's one thing that I'm really big on now. I'm talking about the sleep rest now, but the rest of or the the I'm very intentional about getting eight hours. So no matter what time I go to bed. I set my clock for eight hours as best I can. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. sometimes there's times when I'm just like up till really late and I have work in the morning. But as best I can, I try to get as close to eight hours as possible. Yes. Um, because for me, I know that's what my body needs. Mm-hmm. Right. Some mm-hmm. people, they can thrive on three and four hours more power to you. <laughs> for me, I need at least seven to eight. And so I really try to be intentional about that type of rest yes. of yes. getting my sleep you know, making sure that I'm hydrated, all of those things that help me to know how to keep my body in balance and in alignment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because when that's good, then my, I can help, my, my mental focus is a lot better.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Of course, of course. Yeah.
0: We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, more conversation with Holding Space, Dr. Malachi Kote, Dr. Tamika Jackson, and Dr. Shakonda Rogers. Family we will be right back after this. It's Full Circle.
5: If you have something to add to the conversation, drop us a line at Full Circle 975 at gmail.com. Full Circle
0: is sponsored by Serendipity Innovation, a woman-owned technology firm specializing in building technology products that serve and support your health, Wealth and business. If you're new in business, want to refresh your website, or create an app to better serve your customers, reach out to Serendipity Innovation today. Serendipity Innovation is more than just a boutique agency. They are a heart-centered team dedicated to transforming lives through the power of technology, engineering, and emotional well-being. Tell them you heard it on Full Circle for a free consultation. Start the year off right. Get your business in the forefront with Serendipity Innovation. Visit their website at serendipityinnovation.com. That's serendipityinnovation.com.
5: And she's back. Empowering women one conversation at a time. This is Full Circle with Ms. Wanda.
0: We're back, family. Thank you so much for staying with the program. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Ms. Wanda, having a wonderful conversation with my guest from Holding Space, Dr. Shikande Rogers, Dr. Malachi Kote, and Dr. Tamika Jackson. You will want to go back and hear this. This has been an amazing conversation. I have been just totally helped by the words of our three friends to the show here. I want to go back and speak to what Dr. Jackson mentioned. The seven remembrances, and Can you go back to the one where I am an ancestor in the making?
4: So it is, I am an ancestor in training, leaving a legacy of truth, strength, and empowerment.
0: This one hits me a little bit differently now, of course, with the passing of my niece. And, you know, when I think about her life and we, you know, celebrated formally last Saturday, and I think about the impact that she made And what I was telling myself, I've had many conversations with myself before this, definitely since then. And I was thinking, you know, Taylor lived her life so out loud, so unapologetically. She never let grass grow under her feet, as the Mm. the people would say. Mm. And when I reflected on that, I think when I was flying down to Vegas the other day, um, I thought about, I said to myself, God created Taylor to be exactly who she was, to live exactly how she lived mm-hmm. because he knew she wasn't going to be here long. Mm-hmm. While we wanted more, yes,
1: mm-hmm.
0: she did every, I feel like she did everything she was called to do mm-hmm. because seeing the people at the church, seeing the the outpouring at City College, they, mm-hmm. they created a scholarship mm-hmm. in her name.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That
0: doesn't just happen yeah, for Mm-mm. anyone. yeah. You know, and seeing the young people at the kickback really celebrate. They called her T.T. Taylor. <laughs> and, you know, like seeing the impact that she made in this world, yes. I truly feel while it hurts to think this that she did everything she was supposed to be here to do and mm-hmm. and God knew that she was only going to be yes. here 30 years yes. and she made the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about that when I heard that one that's the first thing I thought about is that we all are ancestors in mm-hmm. training. Absolutely.
1: And how Absolutely. are you going to live
0: your life now? Right. Right? right? Or whatever it is. Like whatever that turning point for you is, like I had already started transitioning in some areas of my life, but this certainly was like you know, a complete 180 Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know thinking about what legacy do I want to leave Yes, you know am I doing all that I can now Mm -hmm. when I end the show and I say show love to everyone you meet Mm -hmm. am I showing love and Mm -hmm. and how am I demonstrating that love to others so I love that remind me what it's called again I'm sorry (laughs) the sacred remembrance remembrance. I apologize Mm -hmm. that remembrance because it reminds me Mm -hmm. like I am leaving a legacy for others. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And so I want to be authentic in that. I want to be, I want to leave a strong legacy. It's not about me and oh, people knew who Miss Wanda was. It's what was the foundation. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, so I just wanted to kind of detour and talk about that because I, that really struck me when I, when I heard that.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Can I just say one thing about that? so um one of the things that we do at our community offerings is we create an ancestor altar where we pour libation we call their names and then we place a picture or some item that represents the ancestor we all place it on an altar and i don't know if you both have ancestor altars at home Mm -hmm. i have one um and i sit in front of it i you know call each person's name I ask for their wisdom and their guidance and I always ask myself do you want to be the kind of ancestor that your children will place on their altar Mm -hmm. or your grandchildren will place on their altar do you want them to call your name and what again what kind of legacy can you leave so that they remember right they remember you they remember what you did they remember the legacy you left. Um, and if we keep that in mind, that we're ancestors in training, it really does change how we show up absolutely. in our in our day-to-day lives, in our connections with other people, um,
0: and in the communities we serve. So, oh, my gosh, it's so important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The community can come out And you can get some remembrance, reclamation, and restoration at the Black History Month day-long retreat that's happening next Saturday, February 17th from 10 to 4. You can register at Eventbrite. It is going to be a soulful gathering themed around remembrance, reclamation, and restoration. This is a space for all persons of African descent to show up just as you are and be embraced with love, acceptance, and tenderness. I love that. And that is going to be an amazing event. But you've got some other events coming up or that you'll be participating in as well. Talk about those. And, again, we really want the community to get behind this, not just to support the work that you're doing, but to find ourselves in our path to healing. That's what it's all about.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, Next weekend is going to be a big weekend for us. We're having the event that you just shared. And then on Sunday, February 18th, there is going to be a Black History Month art show at the Old Sugar Mill, um, sponsored by the Brick House Gallery, Miss Barbara Range. Um, And that is happening from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. We're going to have a table set up, so swing by. Um, come introduce yourselves let us tell us tell you a little bit about who we are um, and learn what we're doing in the community. I think uh, this is going to be a great opportunity for us to have more visibility. Like I said, we launched in April of last year. So in 2024, one of our intentions is to build these partnerships, build these connections with um, community organizations and to be more forward facing. So we'll be doing that on the 18th. And then on February 22nd, we'll be partnering with the UC Davis African American Faculty and Staff Association. Uh, We'll be doing an offering called Pause, Relax, and Open, which is another practice for rooting down, as Dr. Malachi was talking about. So we're so excited um, for the opportunity to share what we love to do, which Mm -hmm. is um, bring healing and connection and uh, carving out pathways for, or toward liberation for our people.
0: Yeah. I like that, pause. Pause. relax, Relax. Open. And open. Mm. Mm. Oh, can we can we dig into that a little bit more? Because that sounds really juicy. Oh, that's, sure. <laughs> that's that's how we get to rooting and grounding ourselves. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit more. Malachi Doctor Malachi, you're gonna be doing that, right? Leading that
3: char- we'll part, well, all of us. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'll talk about it just a, a little bit. So
2: um, one of the things that I am participating in right now, I'm in a two-year training program uh, to become a certified mindfulness and meditation teacher. And uh, as part of the program, we have, you know, all kinds of things to read, all kinds of um podcasts to listen to, all kinds of meditations to practice, and one of the practices that uh, has come up in the training is one that's called pause, relax, open. And while I find many of these practices to be helpful, there's something about this particular Mm -hmm. one that has really helped my body to settle. one thing that we always talk about is how this trauma impacts not just our emotions, but how th- this practice, I mean, how racial trauma affects the body as well. Mm-hmm. Like Tamika was talking about the importance of rest. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the things we want to share through any and all of our practices through holding space is what does it feel like in the body mm-hmm. to access deep rest? Like, it's one thing to read about it. It's another thing to talk about it in therapy. It is a whole other thing to experience it in this vessel that we live in. Mm -hmm. And if we are talking about healing and we leave the body out of the conversation, then it's really incomplete. Mm -hmm. And so, like, as much as I love being a therapist, Mm -hmm. the more I do this other work, I'm realizing...
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, there's so much
2: more yeah right yeah and so yeah. this practice i mean even just saying those words and taking a few pauses in between right mm-hmm. like pausing right now whatever was happening a few moments ago whatever is going to happen in a few moments let's just all take a collective pause and take a few breaths And then relaxing, right? noticing if there's any tension or holding or tightness in the body. What would it be like to relax those areas, allowing the body to soften? Right. Sometimes we walk through the world tight and constricted. What if we just relaxed? And then the opening is about opening to what's present. Right. Not trying to push anything away. Maybe physically opening our bodies, metaphorically opening our hearts. To say it all belongs, right? This beautiful conversation belongs. The grief that we carry belongs. Thinking about what's going to happen in a few minutes belongs. The excitement from your time in Vegas, that all belongs. And that is how we heal. By taking the time to pause, relaxing the physical body, and then opening to the entirety of life. And that's what we'll be what we'll be doing together on the twenty second.
0: I was going to ask you to do a mindfulness practice, but you just did it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. And it's just, it's just noticing, recognizing, Ah, just noticing and recognizing what that, what that does for us, you know, and how we can release by just noticing and recognizing and letting it go. And you're right. And you know, the, the popular book, right? The body keeps the score. Mm -hmm. It's so Mm -hmm. true how our bodies really are holding on to yeah. things. And that's where we have, that's yes. why we have holding space. So we can start to release and let go of those generational, those ancestral, those traumas that are not only rooted in our minds, mm-hmm. but in our bodies mm-hmm. and our yes. spirits as well. Right. Yes, Yeah. I want to give all three of you a moment just to give the audience some encouraging words as we go through, you know, the rest of our day and, uh, you know, as we end today's conversation. So I'll start with you, Dr. Tamika, if you, you know, have any words of encouragement, anything that you want to say to the, the full circle family about moving through to healing, um, whatever that looks like or whatever you want to say in as we close up.
4: You know, before I got on this call, I, like you, Miss Wanda, I love music. Music is such a form of healing and grounding for me. And so one of my absolute favorite songs in the world is by India Ari, I Am Light. Mm -hmm. Um, And she goes on to say, I am light. I am not the things my family said, the things my family did. Mm -hmm. I am light, all light, and really just roots into the heart of the matter that for all of us you know at our core we are divine light and that's a message that i want to pass on for myself that's a message i want each of us to know um that regardless of what you're going through regardless of what has ha- what's happening currently what happened in your past to drop the judgments and to you know in that moment where shikanda gave us to just pause, take that moment for yourself to come back to the absolute truth that you are light. And because you are here, because you were breathing, means that you are here on purpose, means that there is more that God is calling you to do. And so to trust that, to know that, to believe that with your entire being, to nurture that. And sometimes it's hard to get there on our own. So I would say to the community, if you are Looking for a way to access that truth, to embody that truth, to find places like holding space or to connect to potentially a therapist, um, somebody that can be that source of encouragement, that person that can help bring you back to that homecoming to your truth because you're worth it. And I love you without even knowing you. I love you because you are me and I am you. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the spirit of Ubuntu, I will say I am because we are and because we are, therefore I am. So it's our responsibility to keep each other uplifted and to remember
0: our oneness. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Jackson. All right, Dr. Cote.
3: I mean, I think uh, (laughs) Dr. Jackson summed it up for us so beautifully. Thank you so much, Tamika, for that. Um, I know my heart is touched by what I know is a heartfelt um, gift to everyone who's listening and beyond, you know, and knowing you. Um, So... I mean, what do you say after that? I want to actually (laughs) let's
0: let's kind of add this in the mix. Yeah, we've got a black man in the building, Mm. a black man therapist. Mm Dr. Malachi, speak to our brothers. So in your last moments here, speak to our brothers, because I think that, you know, even when someone's listening to this right now, they may think, because I get it all the time. I, you know, I get men pull me aside and they say, I listen to Full Circle. I know I'm not supposed to. It's not that. (laughs) Full Circle is for black women and the men who love them. That's what I say to them. But, you know, there may be someone listening this thing, thinking, holding spaces just for black women mm. so talk to the brothers out there that may be listening because they need yeah this yes. support just as much as we do
3: yeah, yeah absolutely i mean i think this is for it's like for men for our non-binary siblings for our gender non-conforming folks like like what i often have to say is like um you gotta feel often safe enough to be vulnerable, to mm-hmm. really show up in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but showing up in a way where you can really truly embody the full person that you are in relationships and, um, and be, it's like I, I know from my work with folks and within my own experiences that often you gotta work through a lot of, um, people's projections of Mm, you uh a lot of the time. Like what they think a certain way about you that often is not true, especially if there's a lens of anti-blackness, especially if there's a lens of um, like not allowing you to be truly and fully who you are and what you want to express and how you express care and how you show up in the world. And so it's like coming into these spaces also being open to like learn and being open to trying something else too, like try something, (laughs) y'all. Like you can try it on. You know, if you never have done meditation or uh, some yoga stuff, or maybe you have, like it's okay to like try it out. It's okay to show up and be like, I don't know what's going on in this space, but I'm gonna still be in this space and allow myself the opportunity to get some healing because we all need that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And healing is not only for a certain gender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Healing mm-hmm. is for all of us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that's the, the beauty of um, having diverse pathways of healing. So mm-hmm. it's like you being open to explore and see what really sits and fits well for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the piece of like, um, mm-hmm. it can be hard to kind of be in that space and to look in the mirror sometimes too. It can be, absolutely. And it's what we all need. It's all, yeah. what we all need within community. And I think it's also what we all need to, um, yeah, it's like heal in relationship, which is the process and the practice that can be um, a challenge at times, and there's opportunities for that. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, it's like, try something new. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. show if, if it's new, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, be open to the, um, the possibilities yeah. To receive healing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the piece of this. And, and if you like it, great. Keep on with it. If it's not for you, like keep looking, mm-hmm. you know, keep asking mm-hmm. questions. Uh, be curious about what the, what is this about? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's the other thing. Some people are, I ain't doing that. I'll look at this. But I think there's an opportunity to say, OK, well, what is this about? And if you have questions like let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like let's yeah. have an opportunity to. Uh, get into it a little bit more to see what'll be helpful for you because life is life is challenging life is hard moving through the world mm-hmm. with a specific lens on us all the time yeah so you got to have support you got to yeah. have um, people that are also invested in in your healing and your wellness and your transformation yeah
0: yeah and also knowing that vulnerability is strength Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. People yes. often think yep. that vulnerability is a sign of weakness, mm-hmm. but it's actually a sign of strength.
1: Yeah.
0: And knowing that, and especially for our brothers out there, mm-hmm. for our men, our fathers, brothers, sons, whatever, knowing that vulnerability does not negate your masculinity at all. No. It is su- mm-hmm. it supports it to me. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's that other that extra layer of strength that you need mm-hmm. to to be able to deal with the, all of the things that we have coming at us. Yes.
1: Yeah.
3: It's, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Dr. Rogers. Well, I feel like my friends and colleagues have said everything. I don't have a whole bunch to add. Um, what I will say is that these practices that we're offering—it is—it's us walking people back home. Mm. It's walking people back home to their own hearts, their minds, their bodies. You know, if you think about that image, you walk somebody home because you want them to make it there safely. Mm -hmm. And you walk someone home because you care. Right. And so that is what we're doing through Holding Space is we're walking people back home so they can heal and so they can access um, deep restoration Um, and we're doing this from a place of love and care and compassion Um, and we draw on the wisdom of our ancestors to support us and we invite Each person who um, comes to any of our holding space offerings to invite their own ancestors in, remembering that um, we are resourced by their strength and their wisdom, um, and that we are ancestors in training, and to think about what kind of legacy we want to leave. I think we're all here
0: because we want to leave a legacy of love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah so wonderful family visit their website weareholdingspace.org follow them on social media at weareholdingspace underscore sack get all of the information sign up for whatever it is that you need that will help you get through your healing journey or help you in your healing journey don't forget the black history month day long retreat happens next saturday february 17th from 10 to 4 you can register on Eventbrite. it is going to be a celebration of black joy Mm -hmm. um and it's going to be a beautiful event so make sure you check that out also they will have a table at the brick not the brick house at um The Old Uh, Sugar sugar Mill. Thank Mm -hmm. you. The Old Sugar Mill next Sunday at the Black History Month art show at the Old Sugar Mill sponsored by Miss Barbara Range of the Brick House Gallery. And um, make sure that you come out. Tell them you heard it on the show and and support all Mm -hmm. that they're doing in the world to help heal the black community one person at a time want to give a thank you to Dr. Barbara Lash, celebrity media coach, who invited me to be a judge at the Dr. Barb Speak-Off while I was in Las Vegas. Lots of things going on for you, girl. I'm so grateful <laughs> that in this moment that I can still do some things that make my heart and soul happy. Family, that's how we're doing it. Show love to everyone you meet. And I'll see you next week.
5: Peace. This has been Full Circle. Follow our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5. Full Circle
0: is sponsored by Tapping with Dr. Gigi. Release the distractions in your life that keep you from living an authentic, whole, and complete life. If you're struggling with depression, anxiety, people-pleasing, or destructive behaviors, Tapping with Dr. Gigi can help you embrace self-love and acceptance to feel better about your life and improve your life beyond your wildest dreams. Tapping, or emotional freedom technique, has been practiced for thousands of years and is a simple yet powerful technique that can be practiced anywhere. Start your transformational journey today with Tapping with Dr. Gigi. Family, let's make 2024 the year of freedom with Tapping with Dr. Gigi. Visit tappingwithdrgg.com for your complimentary consultation. This
5: is Dr. Gigi, founder of Tapping with Dr. Gigi. Did you know emotional freedom techniques also known as tapping, is a holistic approach that involves the gentle tapping on specific energy channels to address the emotional and psychological issues affecting balance and well-being. You can use emotional freedom techniques before a difficult conversation or presentation to give you the calm and confidence to effectively deliver your message. I can help. Discover how tapping can transform your life. Visit tappingwithdrgg.com today.